What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards. I have a podcast about collecting sports cards. And every Friday, I bring a collector on the show to talk about, you got it, sports cards. We have been narrowing it a little bit. We have been talking about parallels, and we're going to continue that train. I hear you, all you game-worn aficionados, all you game-worn collectors you're like where is the patches why aren't we talking about sets that has memorabilia what are we doing over here well i hear you and we're bringing it to you and we're starting it off with fabric of the game from leaf certified such an awesome patch set and i am unlocking a new character my man andrew you might know him at Cards and Sneaks on the Instagram machine. This was a fun conversation. Whether you're into patches or not, you're going to love the passion. And if you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons, but most importantly, tell a damn friend you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. We were just... uh Talking about our teams and my team not quite making the playoffs and uh, today's guest team sliding into the playoffs. <laughs> Similar situations, uh, young up-and-coming teams. I kind of wish I was in his shoes at this point. Well, I definitely wish I was in his <laughs> shoes, but uh, we'll talk about his collection. But we're going to be talking about fabric of the game and kind of the parallels uh, around it. Uh, first game-worn parallels. Uh, card to talk about which will be fun but i'm joined by uh andrew cards and sneaks on instagram big packers fan if you check out his page go pack go um all the bears fans are really pissed off that i just (laughs) said that but a welcome man how are you good good you're gonna get a few less listeners in the chicago area i think (laughs) this week but man i'm doing good i'm doing real good especially after that game yesterday i always loved the. i know I love meeting people that are have similar fandom with their teams. And I, I get that we've met in person uh, mm-hmm. before and I just follow your page and know you're a big Packers fan. Talk to me about the feeling you had going into the uh, last week of the season against the rival with the playoffs on the line. And like, then obviously what's going on in your head now going into the playoffs uh, heading to Dallas. I think we were nervous. As a fan base, because, okay, we've beaten the Bears the last nine times, but, you know, they can't beat you, or we can't beat them every time you would think. Um, so there was definitely some some nervousness there. Didn't know if they'd be able to uh, just sneak one out. They've been one of the hottest teams in the league. So I, a lot of, I think a lot of Packer fans were, were kind of cocky. Myself, I, I wasn't. It's just, it's it's the rivalry. Anything can happen. We've seen crazier things happen. But it, even if we had lost that game, we knew that we had our quarterback. We knew that we were set. The next 10 years, we've got our guy. So we'll have a chance here for a while to come. Feels like we kind of loaned the NFC North to the Lions for a year. So especially now coming after that game, um, the dominance of the offense, even though they only scored 17 points, and having the youngest team in the league, boy, it's, it's exciting. Even if we don't do anything this next coming up weekend, I mean, we've got we have all the the talent in the world, all the promise in the world. The the arrow is pointing nothing but up for the Packers. So much of your collection is Packers focused, and I want to touch on that. But you mentioned the quarterback. 
I feel like it wasn't like he came out of the gates week one and he was anointed and everyone said like, this guy is our next quarterback for the 10 years. It kind of took a full season for that validation to happen for you. When was that moment where you're like, all right, this guy's legit. He's our quarterback for the next 10 years. Like what happened? Was it, was it a like series of events, one particular game? Like when was it? You know, the first few games he came out, he actually looked amazing. The first few, I think he had six touchdowns, no picks. And then after that, he got into some of those struggles, you know, late September, um, October was not a very good month for him or for the team. I think there were two and five after that. Uh, it, it did not look good. But then I think it was right around that Kansas City game. You know, you've got the uh, the defending champs coming in. They had rode a, a little bit of momentum. This was a big spot. This was, you know, all eyes on Jordan Love, all eyes on this offense. Uh, would he be able to to perform, especially against a Chiefs team whose defense was really good? And all of a sudden, I, he had kind of showed us pieces of it the previous weeks, but they all got it together on that night, and they had all the momentum in the world. Um, took down the champs. And it just, it felt like he was our guy. It felt like this is our team. We're going to go do it. We're going to go. We took, we took eight weeks off. We took the first eight weeks of the season off, but uh, it felt like the pack was back. And man, just incredibly excited. The buzz around um, Wisconsin was just off the hook. And, And again, they had a few weeks in there against Tampa, against the Giants, where, you know, you saw what a young team does, just not knowing how to win. but. They, they kept at it. They kept persevering. And uh, now they're going to the playoffs. So uh, we're going to talk about the, the card at hand today. But before we do that, I want to dig in um, and maybe just give the listeners some context on your collection. Like if you were to sum up like what you collect, why you collect it. I know there's some diversity in there, which is part of the reason why we're talking today. But maybe just hit the high notes of like what drives your collecting. Uh, well. First and foremost, it's it's Packers cards. Um, obviously, I'm a huge Packers fan. I've always always loved them growing up, especially here in Wisconsin. But it's it's that tie to the team. You know, the Packers are are known for being a small team, a small town team, and really connecting with not only the city but the state, and uh, and just having that connection with the fans, being owned by the fans. You have that connection. You just you feel closer to that team. You don't necessarily have an owner. And, and with that, you get so, you feel like you're a part of the team. Many of the fans around here are part of the team. They, they literally own a piece of the team. Uh, so it, it's having that connection, being emotionally invested. I think, was it Justin Fields this week said, you know, there's not a lot to do around Green Bay in the winter. He's not wrong, okay? <laughs> once it gets cold out, once we get snow on the ground, there's not a lot. To, I mean, there is, but there's not a ton to do. So. What else are you going to do on the Sunday other than uh, go home and, uh, and watch your favorite team at uh, at Lambeau Field? And it's just having that connection, having the highs and the lows. Um, you know, we've had great quarterbacks for the last thirty years, but oh boy, there have been some heartbreak. There's been some uh, some really some really low points there too. I don't want to bring up the 2014 NFC Championship <laughs> game, but oh god, that still makes me ooh, shiver. That's horrible. But it, it's having those highs and lows, riding with your team, seeing the great comebacks, seeing the um, the team falter but not give up, having the the team behind you or being behind the team and all that. Um, that's that's what really puts your heart into it. And then um, and that's really the basis of my collection. That's why I love. I love Packer cards. I love 
getting as close to the team as possible. You know, you, uh, you collect what you love. That's always been the motto of my collection. And, and that's what I do. I collect Packers cards. I collect, um, especially the rare ones, the, uh, the unique cards, um, the ones that really help me get closer to the team as much as possible. Um, my, my big collecting guy, I, I mean, I love Brett Favre. I have a ton of Favre cards and Aaron Rodgers, Art Star and Reggie White. Uh, but my guy's Randall Cobb because he's had some, some iconic moments. I loved him when he came out of Kentucky in 2011, but he's had some, some great moments, especially against the bears. Uh, the final game in 2013 was amazing. The great, uh, the great catch to win that game in Soldier Field and uh, send the Packers to the playoffs. That was an iconic moment. Uh, and then 2018, when uh, the Bears came into Lambeau for the first game of the season, and uh, they just about destroyed Aaron Rodgers, his left leg. He came back in the second half. And what does he do? The final pass uh, of the game that they need to win it, about two minutes left, he finds Randall Cobb over the middle and just takes the heart out of the bears. Um, just iconic moments like that. That's why I love Randall Cobb. He's always been there in the biggest of moments. So that that's why he's my main PC guy. So you, you mentioned, I think as you're talking about Packers legends, you mentioned three hall of famers and then uh, Aaron Rodgers, which is a for surefire first ballot hall of famer. And then you mentioned Randall Cobb. Um, now, no disrespect to Randall Cobb, but he doesn't sit in that same hemisphere as those other Packers legends. Although if you're a Packers fan, I can see him having some, a lot of sentimental value based on some of those moments. Maybe talk a little bit about like, I don't imagine, and maybe I'm wrong that there's a huge market or huge competition for Randall Cobb cards. So I'm guessing it affords you the opportunity to potentially uh, build out one of the best Randall Cobb collections in the world. So what what's that dynamic like uh, from like a satisfaction, cost perspective, competition, anything you want to touch on? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. It's I think we all have this urge to always be buying something, always be moving something. You know, when you get into these bigger hemispheres of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, Art Star and Reggie White, the big iconic cards don't always move. So it's nice to have kind of a, a side PC, or in my case, a main PC that, that you can always fall back on. You can always usually find something of. So that's a great spot to have a Randall Cobb PC, a guy that I, I truly connect with. I truly like. I've actually met him and uh, had him sign a helmet and everything, which was a great experience. But to have that prettier PC that you can always go and, and always interact with, always go buy something, always go, you know, I, I have something that I'm looking for. It shows maybe not everyone. Um, is going to be looking for almost to to have a market to yourself in in some ways. Now, obviously, there's there's other people that buy a lot of Randall Cobb cards too, but to to have a, a smaller market all to yourself is man, it's it's just so much fun. And again, uh, let's say there's you know a hundred other collectors that I'll get into it tomorrow. I'm still going to collect Randall Cobb. He's still my guy. Um, it's just awesome to. Uh, to have a niche market that you really connect with. I love it. Just setting the stage for you as a collector, letting the audience know what you're about. And I want to get into, we're going to talk about fabric of the game, but I want to talk about just leaf certified materials. I dude, I don't know, but like when I got back into football cards and I was meeting all the old football collectors, you look at their pages and everyone's got leaf certified material cards 
And everyone, like, you ask about them and everyone just, like, glows. They're like, this is the greatest. Like, I love this. And I don't know, like, kind of those kind of moments where, like, the mainstream's not talking about a specific set, but, like, the collectors love it. Uh, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up and talk about it. So maybe, like, for anyone who, before we talk about Fabric of the Game, for anyone who's unfamiliar with, like, Leaf Certified materials, like, anything you want to share just in terms of, like, the product it, itself, yeah. And it, the floor is yours, but just helping people understand like what these cards actually are. Yeah, um, it, it's just like what it sounds like. It is fabric of the game. It is a piece of of some of the greats, um, obviously Jersey, uh, that is imbued in a card. It, it's just an awesome set. Uh, it's it's one of those things that yeah, you're right. Collectors absolutely love it because it. it Again, it ties them to the game, the way that they've done it over the years, the way that the uh, the patches are, um, the way that they've it hasn't been simply, hey, here's a here's a patch or a jersey on a on a jersey or on a card, I should say. They've uh, they've they've had a few different iterations. They've uh, it's always had a great checklist. Uh, it, it's just one of those great iconic cards, iconic sets. That you're right collectors absolutely love do, do you uh so i look on your page and i see your fabric of the game cards and they're not exclusive just to just green bay packers cards do is like what when you're what is your connection point when you're buying these cards like what what is the reason is it just an opportunity to collect some players that you respect that aren't necessarily part of your team. Cause that's what I feel like makes up a good card is when it, you venture out of kind of your norm to go pick up something. Cause you appreciate the card. Talk a little bit about like how you collect fabric of the game. Yeah. Fabric of the game is to me, it's almost like a, a history of the NFL. I mean, mm. it doesn't obviously have every single player in it, but it's a way to almost tell the story of the great players in the NFL. The checklist on on fabric of the games, you know, all the way back to the initial jersey cards, um, which came out in two thousand one, were fantastic. I mean, you had you had Hall of Famers from the fifties, Hall of Famers from the sixties uh, that were on there, and and they carried that through um, even to a lot of the the sets that are out today, a lot of the the modern fabric of the games that are out there. Uh, it's just been a great way to connect myself to the game as well, just to to be able to own a piece of some of those greats. Um, it, it obviously helps having a lot of great Packer cards in there as well. But uh, having, you know, Gale Sayers or, you know, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice, you've got all of these great iconic players in this set. And just to to have that all in one 100 card set like let's say in, in 2007 which is one of the big ones that i collect it's just it's an awesome way to connect with the game an awesome way to to feel like you're a part of it what what is it about 2007 that because i that is one thing i did notice is just like the consistency of design and i i didn't like dig in but i was like this all looks like it's coming from the same year what 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 draws you to 07 what's the reason yeah so it was actually a couple years ago that i decided to do a bit of a deep dive on fabric of the game because i kept seeing these cards popping up and i'm like man i really want to collect them i I was so uh dead set on our i'm just gonna collect packer cards i'm just gonna collect randall cop and it got to the point where it's like i can't ignore these cards anymore i really have to i want to put some time and some effort into finding um fabric of the games that i i really enjoy and it started off with what everyone does i'm, I'm gonna just collect 
all of them. I want to get every single one. And it just, it got to the point that was not feasible. Um, so I, I did a deep dive and I found, I went through a lot of the sets. I, I kind of found the ones that I like the most. And 07 fabric of the game really stuck out because uh, the, the patches, the prime versions, which are, are mainly the ones that I collect, the NFL, uh, the NFL die cuts, they were amazing. A lot of the patches looked incredible. The checklist itself was awesome. And the actual way that the cards look, 07 seems to be, at least in my mind, the cleanest of the, of the designs. Uh, 08 has a bit of a sepia. Uh, on, on a lot of the pictures um, and 06 mm. just it I didn't really care for the checklist as much as I cared for 07 so that was the big thing for me it, it has you know almost national treasure vibes because it has a white background uh, and, and a lot of the patch cards the NFL die cuts are numbered to 25 sometimes even less um, so it, it was just it was a set that called out to me and a set that I'm like you know what I, I've learned in, especially in the last few years really to focus in to hone on a certain section of your collection and that really it really helps to make it deeper to you to, to have it be a, a, a much more meaningful part of your collection so I, I decided to just focus in on that 07 and it was it's been definitely a, a, a positive um, because now I can look at, at some and like well I don't really technically need that one I can let that one go but if an 07 pops up you know I'm, I'm definitely I'm gonna go for it because I I've done the research and I really love the set. So maybe help us understand like maybe someone who's digging into this set, they're looking for 07 cards. You mentioned prime, like help define like what that means. And then anything you can share around like the serial numbering and parallel structure, because I heard you say like, so this is 25. Sometimes there's less like anything you can educate us on just like the way these things are laid out. Sure, sure. So uh, Fabric of the Game obviously starts with your classic relic cards. You're going to have your, your basic jersey swatches. Um, and that's, you know, those have different uh, serial numberings on them. A lot of lot to 250, I believe, um, some to 99. But those are your standard ones. But then you get into those prime variations or those patch variations. You know, obviously coming from the different patches. Uh, along the jersey, whether it's number, whether it's uh, sometimes you'll see logos and, and you'll see, you know, shoulder or uh, can't think of the word right now, but uh, multicolor patches. I'm thinking of the Packers, the three color patches, which mm -hmm. they have on the uh, the sleeve. But yeah, you have those patches, there's prime variations. Fabric of the game is definitely one of the, the more odd ones because there's not really any one one of one variation. Which is kind of odd because, you know, if you look at every other card and every other set that's out there, they all have one one of one or, or sometimes you know, 10 one of ones. But Fabric of the Game really doesn't. I actually did a little research uh, before I came on with you and, and just kind of went through all those years. I didn't find any one of one variation. Now, there are some in there. Um, there are some certain players that they simply did not make a, a lot of their jersey cards for Fabric of the Game that year. So you might see a prime variation that's serial number to one of one. Uh, I'm thinking of, of 07. I believe Sammy Ball is a one of one. His uh, NFL prime patch is a one of one. But there's no real one of ones, which is odd. But it's also a good thing because it means that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of collectors that can go for these same cards. A lot of people can have this card in their collection, which is, which is pretty awesome. One of the other parallels that, that they've done over the years uh, is the jersey variation. So you'll have a, a card that's uh, numbered to their jersey or 
you'll see a die cut, like let's say with if it's Walter Payton, it'll have 34 as the uh, as the die cut in the card, and then you'll you'll have that um, patch window, I should say, and then that'll be numbered to their jersey, which is a, a, a variation that a lot of sets now do. Uh, but it, it's something that really uh, fabric of the game really pioneered kind of back in the day, and it's it's definitely one of the more sought after variations uh, that they've come out with. Um, I believe it was uh, 2006 they came out with the debut year. So let's say if a player debuted in 1982, the card would be numbered to 82, which is kind of a cool variation that they did. And then they've expounded upon that. There's been team die cuts. Uh, 2012 was kind of a big one for that. Those team patch die cuts were uh, iconic in my mind. Um, one, of the, one of the great cards that, uh, that they've had in Fabric of the Game it was 2015 they had kind of the jumbo patches which were really really good kind of slept on as well almost all game used and it's just a great set i think somewhere numbered to 20 i want to say I, I, i'd have to check that again though but it is just uh they, they would throw kind of their certain variations certain patches in along the years um but it's for the most part it's been kind of the same but it, again they've they've thrown variations in there too i'm thinking of 06 the uh, the classic combos which they brought in for the first time they had incredible combo cards for a packers fan they've got the bart star and aaron Rodgers dual patch which is just an amazing card something i need to to get my hands on here at some point um i believe it was 06 as well they came out with the college game used cards i mean you could pull uh i believe peyton manning was a part of that you could pull a peyton manning college game used card that's that's amazing i mean how how many of those are out there there can't be hardly any uh so it was it's pieces like that that uh that they've debuted over the years uh, i believe in i believe 06 as well there's a thurman thomas and barry sanders dual college game used card <laughs> how amazing is that two players in the same backfield just two hall of famers from oklahoma state that's that's amazing. It's stuff like that 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 uh, fabric of the game is known for. It's just amazing. So the community of collectors. So this isn't a space I necessarily play in. I'm more of an observer. However, like I'm very curious. But I I do like what I do notice about observing like patch collectors and specifically fabric of the game collectors is that the community around these cards are really strong where you've got people that immediately, like if someone posts a card, a new fabric of the game card, like immediately there's like comments on them from other fabric of the game or patch collectors. And it's just like this, like segment of the hobby that I don't think it's talked about enough, but maybe share. Cause I'm sure you've posted several times and I'm sure through your posts, you've met a bunch of people like, Talk a little bit about the, because I think there's a difference and we don't necessarily have the time to get into all the the differences, but there's like a little bit of a difference between like the shiny card community and like the patch community. So maybe talk a little bit about people and just like the community aspect of just fabric of the game. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely a, a decent amount of that, especially with fabric of the game. But uh, I'm thinking of a few of the other collectors that I've I've met that are big into fabric of the game and a lot of times it's not necessarily just fabric of the game it's having those game used patches that's mm -hmm. that's the draw um there's definitely a community of that i'm thinking of um windy city raider cards and i believe collector cat they're they're you know great collectors that 
that really have a focus on that game used patch. It is definitely one of those things where when they pop up, you take notice. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where you set an alarm for it. That's always been my view. If I set an alarm for a card, I got to get that card. Like, and, and that's what a lot of the uh, the fabric of the games are. I remember uh, one card that I went after that I did get. It was one of those ones where I, I kind of set an alarm like, hey, it, it ends at this point. And, you know, it, you check it every 15 minutes, even if it's two days away, just to make sure it doesn't go, you know, astronomical. But, and just that feeling of when it, and when it gets down to uh, that zero and you win it, that's, that's amazing. And then, um, and then again, you see this, the same people that you've talked to about having game used cards. Um, they, they're so excited that, uh, that someone that truly collects and truly appreciates that was able to get that card. I've gone a few times at the Green Bay show, Green Bay card show in Green Bay, Wisconsin, obviously. And there's a, there's one seller there that that's basically all he has is those game used um, patches and especially the fabric of the games kind of from that area, from that, you know, 2001 to 2007, 2008. And every time I'm there, I I have to just stop and look at his cards and and compliment them. And he's like, Hey, I know you're going to like this card. I know you're going to like this card. Um, it's just, it's so refreshing to see, to see cards like that, to see the cards that have some sort of provenance and that they're game used and that they're, they're connected back to the game. Um, that's, it's just so exciting to see and, and exciting to see a lot of people, especially, especially, you know, kind of recently we've seen, I've seen personally an uptick in these styles of cards. Um, I've seen a lot more people get interested in which is, that's awesome. You know, it's good to have, uh, more people interested in uh, in what you're looking for so it's it's been exciting to see that particular segment of the hobby grow and uh, i'm excited to see what happens in the future so we talk about game worn and then we like filter it down into fabric of the game and then you filter it down into like 07 so like you're collecting 2007 what what do what are your rules like what are you trying to do is it just like pick up cool cards of players that you appreciate that come up do you have a list is there a goal? Like what, what's your strategy? I've learned um, over my years of collecting that going after every single card, it, while it's awesome and it is fun and it is amazing having, you know, 10 different uh, manila envelopes come in every day. That's, God, that's fun. Uh, but I, I've learned that that's simply not feasible. And it's not, it's just not the best way of collecting for me. Simply because you look back in a year and you're like, you know, do I need this? Do I need this patch card of this player who played or of a Johnny Lee Higgins? You know, do I need that? Is that is that a part of my collection I'm really going to enjoy in a year or two? Probably not. Probably not. So I, I've learned to not necessarily go after every card, but I want to go after the cards that, again, have meaning to me or that have, you know, significance in the history of uh, either the NFL or some of my personal favorite players. So I, I, I'm going after cards that, uh, that, that have worth or value to me. So that's kind of what I've been focusing on. Um, that, of course, means Hall of Famers. That's been a big one. Um, if it's a Hall of Famer, it's definitely on my list. Uh, and, and then, again, really, really good players. I'm thinking of, uh, or, or again, players that mean something to me. I think the last one that I posted was no Hall of Famers by any means. It was Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner, Vince Young. But when I really got back into collecting in 05 and 06, that was, those were the big three. And uh, having, you know, patch cards of those guys was, it, it was awesome. 
it was awesome to see uh, those three kind of grouped together again. So it, it's been about getting cards that again, have meaning to me, have it, uh, going after those hall of famers and going after those guys that should prove the uh, test of time. I love it. Maybe talk about some of the, uh, your favorite fabric of the game cards in your collection and any stories you have to share along with them. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously most of these are 07. Well, let's go with these two. First of all, I'm kind of put them up here in my picture. This is the uh, 07 fabric of the NFL die cut prime of Brett Favre and Bart Starr. Obviously two Packer greats, two of the, the best to ever do it in the green and gold. And to have both of them in that set makes me wish that Aaron Rodgers was in there. Uh, mm. that's the only regret, but, uh, to have those two, especially with the home jersey, I'm kind of a sucker for having two home jerseys on the cards. Kind of sucks when I see a, a white, and, uh, a white away Jersey on there, but th- those are two of the cards that I, I absolutely love. I absolutely cherish because, because they have that personal connection to me as well. Anytime you can find a Packer in a set for myself is, is awesome. I know, uh, I have the Donald driver as well. And again, he was a he was an all time great Packer. He was one that had some iconic moments uh, in the green and gold. So that one is just one that I absolutely love, or two that I absolutely love. <laughs> the uh, the card that I had talked about before, um, the one that you know I kept on watching and watching and watching, uh, and eventually was able to get was this one. It doesn't seem like much, but it is a Jim Thorpe mm. and Sammy Baugh. Uh, if you remember, I, I mentioned cool. the tent. Yeah, especially players like that, players from, you know, yesteryear, like those two. Uh, I mentioned that the Sammy Ball was short printed, the NFL die cut. Well, the rest of his jerseys in this are short printed as well. Usually these duels are numbered to 99, I believe. But this one's only to 75. Mm. And having having Jim Thorpe on there with uh, a game where it doesn't say jersey, it's a game where jacket, which is really cool. Um, and I love how they make that division in between you know it's this isn't a jersey this is a jacket mm. which is really really cool and then on the back it says that it's uh cut from items personally worn by jim thorpe and sammy bond in the game so he wore that jacket in the game apparently uh, but to have those two to have those two greats on a card is it, it ties you back to the real beginning of the league which is just uh, awesome uh this one this one you might like this is uh Great Colts player that is Johnny Unitas, the triple patch there. Uh, this one, this one was uh, for my early uh, buying of this set, the 07 fabric of the game. I think I got this one on eBay for 25 bucks. Mm. It was just, it was one of those great steals that uh, you instantly pop because I knew I needed it for the set, but uh, it, it's just a great card, multicolor patches of uh, one of the real underrated players. Mm. in the history of the NFL, Johnny Unitas. I've always had uh, reverence for Johnny Unitas. He's, uh, he was the one who did it before the real era of the quarterback. And one that, uh, that I, I definitely need to get an autograph with Johnny Unitas here at some point. And then this one I, I really love as well. This one is Sid Luckman. And I don't know why I'm showing a Bears card here, but you, I respect, the, I respect you, You've mentioned, you've mentioned, I, I'm, yeah, you mentioned Walter Payton. You mentioned Gail Saracen. Might, might as well go for the trio here. You did I, just beat him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we respect him. We just like to beat him. Um, <laughs> the, the Bears, for some reason, I have some weird connection with collecting Bears players. I don't get it. Um, I, 
Walter Payton, for some reason, has always hold, held a, a really high regard in, in my collecting focus. So to to have, you know, Walter Payton cards and in this case, Sid Luckman, it, just awesome, awesome part of my collection. I mean, they are still technically neighbors to the South. So this was one of those cards that uh, I had talked with the collector on a couple weeks before I actually bought this. And I, I messaged him saying, hey, you know what? He had a version of this card. And I said, hey, is this a card that would be available? He's like, no, I'm a, I'm a hardcore Bears fan. I can't let this one go. So I told him, you know what? I understand it. I get it. Uh, and then lo and behold, two weeks later, another version. This is only numbered to 10 pops up wow. of this card. And uh, again, it was one of those where, you know, hey, I, I have to find a way to get this card, whatever it takes. Got to have it in the collection. And it's just weird stuff like that. That's what makes set collecting and really collecting in general fun is is having certain cards you're, you're really trying to go after. And it, just the way that it works that, you know, your first shot might not work, but they tend to pop up in groups. It's just the weirdest thing, but mm. uh, it, it's what makes collecting fun. No doubt. I love it. I appreciate you going through some of those amazing cards and uh, the history behind them. Maybe we close it out with this, like fabric of the game. We've shared a lot, talked a lot. Where do you think this uh, game worn set fits within all of the other game worn sets? Obviously, I know you're a fan, but uh, maybe just share some perspective there to close us out. Yeah, I I think it is one of those great iconic sets uh, that's ever been made. Um, I think it definitely stands the test of time. Um, as, as I've said, more and more collectors are, are discovering and finding out about this set and adding it to their collections, which makes it, it, it makes it awesome to see more and more people at really appreciating this set. And I think as more and more player worn gets put out there, um, there is definitely a, a disdain, at least in my eyes for player worn, uh, cards. So as more and more of that gets out there, um, what, what is already out there, all that game use stuff. That's already out uh, in the marketplace. That and and in collectors' hands, that becomes uh, better. It garners more interest, uh, and and it becomes more and more revered. And it's uh, it, it's a set that I think, uh, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years down the road, I think is going to have a, a real appeal to all collectors, myself included, just because they're not making any more game used jerseys of Johnny Unitas. I don't make any more game use jerseys of Bart Star. What's out there is out there. So there's a finite supply and and knowing that uh, they're not really making too many more cards that bring you that close to the game, at least for me, is uh, is something that that it is only going to drive interest in the set and make collectors want it more. You can find him on Instagram at Cards and Sneaks. Andrew, really appreciate you taking some time talking about Fabric of the Game and sharing your collection. We will have to do this again. It's been fun, Brett. Thanks for having me. Had a blast catching up with Andrew talking about Fabric of the Game. When I close my eyes, when I think about patch sets, Fabric of the Game comes top of mind for me. Do you have any Fabric of the Game paralleled cards? Do you have some chunky patches, anything in there that Andrew talked about, throw them on your Instagram, tag me at Stacking Slabs. Let's share some cards and have some fun. We'll talk to you soon.